63-21. And when asked about it, asked about running up the score, Antonio Pierce said, quote, no apologies here, sorry. Cowboys Bills, I'm not gonna apologize for previewing it, sorry. Let's go around the horn. Sixty-three points. The franchise record for scoring for the Raiders. It was mesmerizing to watch a team that had squadoosh the week before score at will. On the other side, it was painful. Every cutaway to Brandon Staley. Every first down singled by Austin Eckler whilst down 56 points. We all knew what was up and what would become news of the day within minutes. Yes, it's official today. LA firing Brandon Staley and GM Tom Telesco. Immediate heat on this job? Is it an attractive job? Is it a trap? Could it be a Belichick or Harbaugh siren song? Anything possible. Kevin Clark. Around the horn to you, what now for these Chargers? What now is a lot of pain for the Chargers franchise because this is an old, overrated, expensive roster. Brandon Staley was but a symptom of Chargerdom. They have made one good hire at the coaching position since 1980, basically, when you look at it. It is brutal. Um, Justin Herbert, they basically wasted his rookie contract. Um, this is a franchise and a roster that needs a hard reset. It's an attractive job because of the quarterback, but this is going to be some lean years as far as the roster mm -hmm. goes. Care to throw out a name? I'm sure you've read everything that we've read. Maybe you're hearing things we haven't heard. People, oh, we'll just throw out Belichick's name. We'll just throw out Harbaugh's name. As Harbaugh. Harbaugh would be the perfect. He, he would maximize the roster. He'd be good for the quarterback. Maybe he maybe made a discount, which is what the Spanos family likes because of all the allegations at Michigan. I don't know, but I feel like that would be a match made in heaven. Bill Barnwell to you. What now for the Chargers? Finally recognizing that Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen can't carry them through mediocrities. The problem with the Chargers throughout this three-year tenure has always been the thing that Brandon Staley was supposed to do best, and that is the defense. They've been 29th, 19th, and this year 26th in points allowed per possession on defense. We saw the Raiders light them up. I know they were fumbles. I know they were short fields, but this defense looked like it didn't care throughout the majority of this game. Against the Raiders team that was missing Josh Jacobs and their two best offensive linemen, and playing Aiden O'Connell, who mm -hmm. scored, I will remind you, zero points last week against the Vikings. So I know there's this urge to add an offensive-minded coach to get the most out of Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. They need to fix the defense. All right. Well, just open up the hood for us for a second, Bill. Who can fix this team? Give me a name for a coaching hire. Give you a name for a coaching hire. My, my instinct is Bill Belichick. And I know it's the obvious answer. I know it's the cheeky answer. But this is a guy who has fixed defenses that have been broken for so many years, including the Patriots defense this year. Mm -hmm. So let Herbert take care of the offense, fix the defense. I think this could be a playoff All team. right. So we got some hot takes here. Clark says yeah. Harbaugh. Barnwell says Belichick. Kaplan, what now for the Chargers? 
You know, Tony, the most embarrassing moment in last night's game was when Austin Eckler finally gets a long yeah, run. Yeah, I agree. He gets a first down. He emphatically points, and you look down the scoreboard, and they're down 56. <laughs> and I only bring him up because I feel like he is a microcosm for where this team was. All offseason, he was complaining about not getting respect, and then he restructured his contract to get all these incentives, which he cannot meet. They've just misjudged where they are as a franchise. The last 16 years, they've only hit 10 wins just three times. As Kevin said, they're a little bit too old. They allocated their money in the wrong way. When you look at it, they've got an excellent quarterback, a really good left tackle, a great pass rusher. But outside of that, there's not much to build around. And I think this is going to be a very long rebuild. So I don't think the two guys that they mentioned are really right for the job because those are win-now coaches. David Dennis Jr. First, I want to salute uh, to Staley for an incredible quote after the game. He was like, games like this happen to coaches all the time. They were down 42-0 to zero at halftime. That hasn't happened in 10 years. Games like this literally never, never happened to coaches. <laughs> it's incredible. But as much as I could, you know, we can place the blame on Staley and the 29th uh, yards allowed per game this season, this was about front office because he should have been gone last year. You can't blame a guy for holding on a job that he should have uh, lost when they, you know, blew that game against the Jaguars. I want to read Everybody's saying about the cap room. They have 60% of their cap tied into four players. Their three, uh, you know, leaders and receivers are the, are the oldest trio of receivers who are leading the team uh, in the league. They have to figure that out, and that comes from top to bottom. That comes from a lot of that roster construction, but also the little shining light in the tunnel is they can find something in the draft, which has been the problem with the GM so far is not being drafting correctly. They can find some of those players, and maybe they can fix something with what they have around her. Kevin, I got to go back to you. What? in the Chargers' history makes you think they're going to spend big money to get a Jim Harbaugh or, in Bill's case, uh, a Bill Belichick. Go, Casey. Desperation. Like, they need to do something in the Los Angeles market. And one thing on Staley, he never should have been hired. The next time somebody brags about their scheme and being able to stop the run when they have Aaron Donald, do not listen to them. Okay. All right. I, 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 you, can, you can Monday morning quarterback hindsight 2020 – there were more signs than just, oh, he, he wasn't worth They blew the playoff game up 31. Right. They needed a tie in the last game of the season, and they couldn't even pull that one off the year before that. Oh, but it's the Chargers chargering. I don't, I don't know if anyone thought this would land any other way. We'll move on. Sunday now. Let's preview Cowboys at Bills. Dallas off that huge win over Philadelphia, and Buffalo after that Tony KC game and win. Check this out. Bill's favorite in this one. Does that make sense to you? And check this out. Forecast in Western New York Sunday. Don't worry about much about the rain. The, the win may be the biggest factor. If the Cowboys want any shot in the NFC East, they need to win. If the Bills want to make the playoffs, as everyone seems to just expect they'll turn it on and will, they need games now. Bill, you're a Bill. What's the X factor in this one? <laughs> I look at Deron Bland, star cornerback for the Cowboys, eight interceptions, five pick sixes this year. An incredible resume, but we saw a couple of weeks ago against the mm -hmm. Seahawks, he allowed three touchdown passes in that game. Now, we know Josh Allen loves a challenge. If a receiver's slightly open, Josh Allen is putting that football in there, whether it's going to be a completion or a pick. So I think this game might come down to a play or two where Deron Bland takes a gamble, and either he comes away with an interception or the ball goes the other way for a long touchdown. Kevin Clark, X-Factor for you in this one. 
The X factor is the Cowboys don't have Kadarius Tony on their roster. Huge break for them. <laughs> if this is a wind game, it becomes a line of scrimmage game, and that favors the Cowboys. The, the Bills have the third-worst rush defense in the entire NFL. Dak is the best quarterback under pressure this year. The, the Cowboys do not miss tackles. Um, this is going to come down to the run game. It's going to come down to making a couple of plays of the line of scrimmage. That's always going to favor the Cowboys in this matchup. David Dennis Jr., X factor. It's about, uh, you know, Dak Prescott and his MVP, uh, you know, race that he's trying to do right now. He's got 1.3 uh, turnover rate, which is third best in the league. But they're playing against, you know, obviously on the road outside. They're 2-2 two and two outside this season. Mm -hmm. That Bills team puts a lot of pressure, more than 40 sacks, more than 90 hits on quarterback. There's going to be a lot of Dak Prescott having to figure this out and show us the guy he's been for the last few games and not the guy who threw three interceptions and 24 passes against that 49ers team a few weeks ago. And Emily Kaplan. All right, the fellows got their fancy stats. They got all their tape study. I'm just a girl who sits on her couch and looks at football very simplistically. Since Dan Quinn took over as defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, they've led the NFL in interceptions mm -hmm. and takeaways. Mm -hmm. What has Josh Allen been since he's taken over as quarterback? His one kryptonite is interceptions and turnovers in very inopportune moments. With that weather forecast that you just pointed to, that is going to be the story mm -hmm. of the game. All right, make a pick, Bill Barnwell. Going Bills. I'm taking the two points here. Kevin Clark. Cowboys, uh, Dak Prescott's lead over the middle of the field. The Bills are not. David Dennis Jr. I'm going with the Bills. Emily Kaplan. The boys going with the Cowboys. I heard a banned phrase there from our panelist, the yellow. So you lose the point right there. Kaplan, you narrowly went to a different sport, but we'll allow it for now. We'll move on. One more game to focus on Sunday. Broncos at Lions. Detroit has lost two of three. Some of their momentum maybe has gone the other way. And Denver, the opposite. Now just a game back of Kansas City. Wild card well within reach. David, who would you rather be Sunday, Broncos or Lions? Oh, this pains me so much. I derived so much joy from watching the dumpster fire Broncos at the beginning of this season. But now I have to say, hey. I'd actually rather be the Broncos who are yeah. you know, looking at a possible playoff position. I think a lot of that has to do with that improved defense. But I'm looking at the other side and Jared Goff and what he's been doing in these last few games, uh, especially under pressure. Four touchdowns, eight interceptions, went under pressure. And that offensive line, which was very stout, they've got a lot of injuries that they've had to deal with. Mm -hmm. 21st in pressure allowed, and that is, we're talking about kryptonite, that's Jared Goff's kryptonite. And as long as he's behind a good line, he's good. But that pressure and all that's going to doom them this week. Kaplan, who'd you rather be, Broncos or Lions? Obviously, the Broncos, they're trending in the right direction. The Lions' defense has deteriorated over the last several weeks. And in that loss against the Bears, there was their star players like Hutchinson, who was making their biggest mistakes. The one reason that I feel kind of okay that they can have more success against the Broncos is it felt like Justin Fields, anytime he left the pocket and was super mobile, that's where they had issues. Russ Wilson is a little less mobile, but that deep threat to Corton Sutland, uh, that's going to be an issue. Bill Barnwell, who'd you rather be? Rather be the Broncos. Lions are 27th this year in takeaways. They have not been forcing many turnovers. That's been what's fueled this Broncos rise up the charts back to relevance. Plus 10 during this 6-1 stretch. The one game they lost, remember, against the Texans. Russell Wilson threw three interceptions. you got to force turnovers to beat the Broncos right now. And the Lions just don't do that very often. So mm. I'm riding with the Broncos. That's three. Who would rather be Denver? And now we ask Kevin Clark. Is it a clean sweep? It is a clean sweep. The Denver Broncos are in the midst of what I think is probably for a unit – 
the best single season turnaround I've ever seen. They were the worst tackling team mm. in football. They gave up mm. 70 points, obviously, but now they're a top 10 unit by basically every metric. In some EPA metrics, they are the number one defense in the second half of this season. That is ridiculous when you consider where they were the first five weeks of the season. The Lions are basically the opposite. They have one guy who can rush the passer. They are uh, in the bottom five, bottom 10 of basically every metric since the, 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 the week nine bye. This is a disaster. Broncos win. All right, so that's a clean. I, I saw Barton will give a little fist pump when everybody had Denver. Like, okay, we all agree. You know what that is? That is just a matey call of the mute button, a wave of mutilation if this game goes the other way. Everybody has Denver over Detroit. Take a break, buy or sell on the other side. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Chase. John Morant returns to the NBA next week. Here, his first public comments. Oh, uh, it was definitely tough. Um, so horrible days, you know. I wouldn't say, you know, uh, I regret it, but I'm, you know, not happy that it happened. Um, but I'm also, you know, grateful that, you know, I had this opportunity to, like you said, reflect um, and do things that, you know, I felt like was not only needed for me, but, you know, for my family. Are there specific things you've done to help yourself maybe try to, to grow in any particular areas? Uh, just protecting my peace. David Dennis Jr., how did you hear Morant today? I hear a guy who's coming off of being punished, and I think a lot of times we conflate the idea of punishment with rehabilitation. We want somebody who's been punished to perform rehabilitation when there's been no work to actually make anything better. What we know from society and in instances like this is that punishment does not actually deter any future action. It deters you from getting caught. And as far as John Morant and the NBA is concerned, he can go to strip clubs with guns and his friends as long as he goes to strip clubs with guns and his friends and doesn't post on IG Live. And if he doesn't do that last part, then the league and Morant and all of us can move forward and protect like some actual healing has been done and we can just rid ourselves of all of this when no work has actually been done to make anything better. Did you not hear him say though he, he put in the work on himself? It, it did not not carry over to you? 
Yeah, yeah, he could put in the work himself, but the fact of the matter, the punishment has nothing to do with that. He could have been putting that work in this entire time, but what the league is trying to adjudicate is something that enforces that when they have no real ability to do that. Emily, how did you hear Moran today? You know, I have no idea how it's going to end up for John Morant, but I do know that he said all the right things in this press conference. He also said all the right things the first time he got suspended. The one noteworthy thing to me is what you said, Tony, that said he's putting the work to himself. That's the same thing Draymond Green is talking about, therapy, and just how incredible is it that we have two professional men who are in this humbled state talking about the importance of therapy? That's my big takeaway. Bill Barnwell. You know, Emily said that John Morant said all the right things, he said, I don't really regret it, which seems like that's a, a big thing that I would maybe consider regretting, given that he's been suspended now twice for brandishing a gun on social media. I, I'm hoping that he's in a better place. I'm hoping he has made that work, but he just does not deserve the benefit of the doubt after what happened last March and last May. Kevin Clark. Yeah, this will not be judged in press conferences. This will be judged over the next few years. He did take responsibility for what he feels is the, the Grizzlies' slow start, which I agree with, the second worst offensive team in basketball. He understands he put them in that position um, by, by doing this. Get a flip phone. I agree with David. Uh, the, the bar is low for him to clear to stay in the league, to not get suspended anymore. Um, I think he, he clears it. Basketball last night. Clippers 121, Golden State 113. Golden State's first game without Draymond Green due to suspension. For the Clippers, though, they've won six straight. James Harden had a 28-15-7 line and in the process went over 25,000 career points, which is 24th all-time. Kevin, buy or sell that the Clippers and this rotation and iteration of Harden have figured things out. I am buying this. There are a lot of things you can say about James Harden, but you can't say that when he's engaged, he's not a good scorer. 25,000 points is an incredible accomplishment. This team looks like it's on the right track. Kawhi Leonard leads the team in minutes, which mm -hmm. is a basketball miracle. Um, none of us saw that one coming. And their defense is engaged. They are top 10 in a bunch of different categories. One of the most efficient defenses. Uh, they're forcing turnovers. We understand what this team can look like if they're engaged, if they're so you believe in a them, dangerous though. team. You believe in them? Yeah, yes. Bill Barnwell, I how about see you? it. I see a proof of concept. I also believe in the Clippers from what we've seen over the last 14 games. We've had Kawhi Leonard and Paul George who have barely been together their first couple seasons in Los Angeles on the court. We've had James Harden on the court. I know George missed the game yesterday, but on that whole 11-3 and over that stretch, winning games by more than seven points per contest. And uh, the potential here is becoming reality. We know they can play well at a high level. They just have to play together. And seeing them do it for an extended period of time, I think that's the exciting part for the Clippers, but James Harden getting a 25K does not matter. Realistically, you're not going to change your opinion of James Harden until he makes it. Okay, I mean, uh, changing for the opinion, fine, fine. 25,000 matters in the NBA, right? That's, that's a, the list that he's on there is rarefied air. Kaplan, how about you? Nah, I support Bill on this. Like, I think this is just such a pivotal moment in James Carden's career and how we're going to view him. We've seen him compile individual stat lines again and again. The only thing that's really going to change our perception of him, if he can show that he's not an untenable teammate, that he can galvanize a team to win and win a couple playoff games. And what this team has shown over the last few weeks is that they have the potential to be that team. Dennis Jr. Yes, the Clippers have the third best net rating they do. in December. Thank you. 
but you cannot tell me anything about this team being having anything figured out. The Clippers and James Harden, don't talk about them having anything figured out until April or May when they have their history has shown that they have literally zero things figured out during that time. What is sustainable here? Kawhi Leonard has played the, all of the first 24 games. That's the first time he's done that in seven years, and he has done nothing to show us that that is going to carry over through the rest of the season. James Harden, incredible stat line last night. He's done nothing to show us that that is going to carry over into the playoffs. Do not talk to me about their December uh, achievements <laughs> until we see them do something in the playoffs. But that's where it will stop David for David Dennis Jr. Kevin oh. <laughs> Clark, David Dennis Jr. Front row seats for a Emily Kaplan, Bill Barnwell showdown. Let's open up the hood on this one next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Around the Horn is presented by Grey Goose. Vive La Vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. And in part by Sonic Footlong Quarter Pound Chili Cheese Coney. For a limited time, only at Sonic. Kaplan Barnwell, great job getting the showdown. And here it is, showdown one. Show day, yesterday. Glass now, now for the Dodgers. The deal that was made possible through Otani's deal, you know. 110 million for Glass now and new money in this extension after the trade to get him for the Dodgers. Emily, is it now championship or bust for LA? Not this season. Everyone's going to be so fixated on this deferred money and the fact that they're getting a world-class player at a bargain, but you're only getting one world-class player at a bargain because he's only hitting this year, not pitching, so that gives them one year of a break. Next year, okay, we'll give them a little margin for error, so three years World Series or bust for the world for the Dodgers. Bill Barnwell? Yes, it's World Series or bust, and they need to get more pitching, even after Tyler Glass now, who's only thrown fewer than 120 innings in every single season so mm. far. They need Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Mm -hmm. Point to Barnwell. FaceTime or bust now for Kaplan. We'll move on. Men's College Hoops Games of the Weekend. Defending champs, number five, UConn versus number 10, Gonzaga tonight in Seattle. Tomorrow, number one, Arizona versus number three, Purdue in Indianapolis. And number nine, UNC versus number 14, Kentucky in Georgia. Bill, what's the game of the weekend and who you got in it? It's Kentucky, UNC, and Georgia. Kentucky's already lost two games, including a loss to UNC Wilmington. They desperately need to win. They're going to beat UNC because they need it more this early in the Kaplan. season. Come on, Bill. Live in the moment. It's the game that's going on tonight. UConn, the defending champions, and what a gauntlet to start their season. This is the third time they're facing a top-10 mm -hmm. team in this month alone. I want to see if Zaga can improve their three-point shooting. A comeback win for Kaplan at 30 seconds of FaceTime. <laughs> So Major League Soccer is instituting some new rules to promote pace of play. And one of them, firstly, my first thought was, okay, as if we need the Europeans to give us another reason to discredit us as a soccer nation. But if a player goes down for 15 seconds and he's flopping, they have to send him off for two minutes. It makes sense in theory. However, I think the unintended consequence here is going to be more yellow cards because players are going to tackle harder and the refs have to make that split-second decision. So let's just leave the beautiful game as it is. The Europeans know what they're doing. 
The rest of the world does. Great stuff today. We're on a 71 half hour break, but ESPN2 on Monday, so set those BCRs. And next Friday, Tournament of Champions will find our panelist of the year.